We're joined by Tim Hudak, fresh back from vacation. I trust refreshed and uh, full of stories to tell. Yeah, it, it was a fabulous vacation. Uh, John family vacation to Italy. First time I'd been, first time for the girls. And man, good cuisine, culture, history, people, lifetime memories for the family. It was beautiful. Yeah, I always say it is impossible to have a bad meal in Italy. <laughs> it's true. And we made every effort. Now, it was, it was, it was fantastic. And just a chance to, to stand there in the Colosseum uh, or, or the Vatican or celebrate the history of Florence, right? So, epic part of our history what those civilizations did for us even today and to see that they still stand incredible okay so not much to this story really but i guess it's another station of the cross the integrity commissioner says his investigation into the green belt controversy will start with the housing minister not with his chief of staff well, I mean, that makes sense, right? It's the housing minister that would bring the proposal before uh, before cabinet. And uh, the complaint had already been there by the opposition to look into decisions by the, the housing minister staff uh, and uh, and the premier. Look, the, the integrity commissioner process is no doubt. I mean, having seen friends go through it or people who are in opposition to your party, it's agonizingly challenging, right? Because it's happening in public. There is a bright light shone on you and every decision that you made. People will love to speculate. And your actions are under investigation. It's the equivalent of a police investigation, I guess, in, in politics. But at the same time, the integrity commissioner then can also clear you to investigate everything and say that you did not violate the act or some suggestions to improve. Or else violations have consequences, usually resulting in a resignation or being fired. I, I will tell you, I've known Steve Clark for, man, 20-plus years. He was my first candidate when I was leader to run under my banner coming in there. And when I was uh, running for uh, premier, I had him penciled in to be my housing and municipal affairs minister, a guy of incredible talent and background, a man of integrity, a no man who's very smart and uh, inexperienced. Uh, and, you know, I'm confident that he made uh, the right choices through this uh, through this process. There, the, look, we are in a housing affordability crisis. We need to build homes that people can actually afford, especially first-time buyers, middle-class buyers. There's land in the Greenbelt that was not environmentally sensitive. I've been a critic on this file since it began in the early 2000s. But you need a clear process around that, John, one that is transparent, that is science-based, that is arm's length from the politicians. That's the right thing to do and also protects yourself and your reputation. Education Minister yesterday distracted some from uh, announcing changes to the curriculum and coming out with a policy that if a kid goes to school and says, I want to be known by another name or I want you to use different pronouns, uh, the parents are going to be informed. I don't think that's outrageous, but I also think the fraughtness of this file is often exaggerated. I don't know why people are so preoccupied with this stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. It's one of those circumstances I certainly had, you know, my experiences in this where you've got an important announcement to make around a policy people care about and then you get bigfooted by issues usually around sexuality or alcohol those tend to be the two that take you off message let me first comment on what the minister was was talking about i mean i, I love this back to basic stuff as we're beginning a new school year focus on phonics bringing back cursive writing digital literacy investments in math supports and a a, a guaranteed daily reading in elementary school spot like i, I think that's great so kudos to minister bringing that forward. So the issue you asked me about, look, I, I think that the minister is approaching this from a place of common sense uh, and, and compassion. Now, th these are our, our children. 
We have to sign up for them if they're leaving the school property. So parents should play a role in something as critically important as their sexual identity. And I believe that the vast majority of parents, well, there may be discomfort, there may be shock, there may be unease, misunderstanding, confusion, what have you, will approach this issue, John, from a position of love and support. Will there be cases of the opposite? Absolutely. But I don't believe that you make the rule by the exception. And I believe that Toronto District School Board is in the extreme position where they say under no circumstances inform the parent. That's extreme. Good for the minister in addressing this. Meanwhile, um, I was talking just a couple of minutes ago about Alex Bozikovic's column in the Globe and Mail about how exhibition place. Great. For two weeks, it's absolutely the heart of the city. The rest of the time, it's a dead zone. He says we need to figure out you know, some sort of a plan for it. I love the call. Uh, author is right on, and I hope that will actually put some gas in this particular tank. I mean, so 95% of the year, the place is an economic dead zone. We, we hosted our um, our conference there, John, the reality conference for the Ontario Real Estate Association, about 1,200 members from across, uh, realtors from across uh, Ontario and Canada there at the Beanfield Centre Hotel X. And it went really well, very successful conference. But when you walk out of there, people like to go to a restaurant. They like to have a drink uh, afterwards. They like yeah. to have some entertainment. And there's nothing to do there. Contrast that to the distillery district to the west, where you've preserved the character of the area, but you've got housing, you've got job creation, you've got tourism attractions. Surely to goodness we can inject some of that uh, into that dead zone of exhibition place. Ontario Place finally getting a revitalization to the west of there. Let's just keep that momentum going. What do you think? I mean, I'm cold cocking you with this question, but what do you think that land would be worth if it were to be developed? I don't, I, I, I don't, I, clearly, clearly, you know, billions of dollars of that much, what is it, 200 uh, acres, you know, adjacent to so much uh, of the city's richness. Anytime, you know, a major urban area is under pressures when it comes to, you know, housing and job creation, you need to make the best use of every space. That can be parkland, that can be exhibition, but you also need to inject areas that are going to create jobs and create housing that people can actually afford. Happened to Distillery, Ontario Place, sorry, to the to the west of there is doing this. So I, I think it's high time we put something in and stop it from being frozen in time, a constant exhibition, to putting some life into it. Stories like this drive me crazy. The Canadian government is admitting that the new passports are susceptible to curling. How is it in this age when we understand how everything is designed and manufactured we can come up with subpar product like that i, I don't know i i look I, I i am old school on this i've finally gotten used i guess to the loony and the toonie john but i like my bills with prime ministers and royalty uh, on them i like our passport previously that celebrated the richness of canada's culture its beauty and our history maybe i have an extreme <laughs> a, a, a nuanced position on this because i I used to be a customs officer. I'm used to handling passports, but it should have some weight. It should mean something. It's a representation of your country, of your personal identity. We seal ours up. We make sure it's not touched by anything, including the elements. We take care of it. When you're crossing a border and presenting your document, it should have some weight. It should be solid. It should be something to be proud of, not some tattered document you keep in your back pocket or backpack. Thank you, sir. Good to have you this morning. Have a great day. Tim Hudak is the former leader of Ontario's Conservatives, now with the Ontario Real Estate Association. And I always forget about his background as a border guard, which ends up informing a lot of the stories that we talk about. And, you know, when we're talking about passports and how the new brand of passport apparently is subject to curling. So like the cover and then the pages will start to curl up. So it's sitting on your bedside table at the hotel and it looks like a mess. Well, how many passports has Tim Hudak? 
Kodak handled over the years.